Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hey gang, welcome back to another superfan interview. Even before it starts, I can guarantee you, this is going to be my favorite superfan interview ever. Because if it isn't, Thanksgiving and Christmas are going to be very awkward at my house. Our guest this week <laughs> is my eldest daughter, Chef Kelsey Sentney. Hey, Kels. Hey. Hey. Welcome to your mama's hobby. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I'm so happy and proud and honored. Oh, you're funny. You're so sweet. It's nice to finally meet you because I've heard so much about you. So it's nice to be able to finally do this and get to know you a little bit. And even though I've only been a super fan for like a month and a half, <laughs> I am very much a fan of yours, Adrian. So I'm excited oh, to be on this you. as well. Yay. Well, backstory on our family. We are a very reality TV oriented family. They grew up. I raised them well with crap TV, but it was mostly competition series like America's Next Top Model, Top Chef, Survivor, that kind of thing. They never wanted to watch any of my other crap Bravo shows. I couldn't get them into Housewives. I couldn't get them into Below Deck. But when I started doing this with you, Adrian, all of a sudden, Kelsey felt the call. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks to you, my daughter is now watching Below Deck. Yay! Welcome (laughs) to the dark side. (laughs) (laughs) Tell them what all you've binged in the last month and a half. Okay, so I'm completely current on Below Deck Med, and I am on episode eight of season five of Original Below Deck. Yes. Okay. She's a junkie now. (laughs) That's that's a lot of heavy lifting. I'm impressed. That is a lot of heavy lifting. You figure that's 11 seasons she's watching. (laughs) Yep, I don't mess around. (laughs) Yeah, we have issues. (laughs) And the fact that you're still coherent enough to do this interview is pretty impressive as well. That's questionable, but I appreciate the vote of confidence. That's you got her to agree to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like after next season, her brain will be mush. We got this. She was like, I don't know if you can get through all of OG below deck before the new season comes. I'm like, bet I will do my damnedest. Watch me. Watch me, mama. Challenge accepted. (laughs) Don't come into my dojo and drop a challenge. I learned it from the best. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. So with you now watching it, I mean, you started off just listening to the podcast and you wanted to relate it and see the actual people. Yeah. I was about three or four of your guys' podcasts in before I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm rooting for you, but I have no idea what's going on. So let me get up to speed at least this season. And then I stop watching all my other TV and decided to go back and catch up. (laughs) So when you started, how long did it actually take to suck you in? What sucked you in? Because you started with Below Deck Med so you could get current with the season we're recording. 
So yeah. when did you get grabbed and say, okay, my mom's not an idiot. I really like this show. So you guys were a couple episodes in when I started and I started with the current season. So I watched up to whatever your current episode was on season six. Right. And then I started back at one. Mm-hmm. I was going to be invested. I was already invested once I got caught up because I was like, okay, I do like it. Let me go ahead and start from the beginning so I can kind of know. I think what prompted me the most was y'all talking about the previous season. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously it was a huge season Mm -hmm. and it caused a lot of controversy. And I was like, okay, juicy, juicy. Like I want to get up to that point. So I was like, I'll just watch all of Below Deck Med. And I think about season three or so, mm-hmm. when I was caught up, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch original two. And I was going to watch them both at the same time. And I thought I would get too confused because I don't have that many brain cells. And <laughs> that'll true. just fry your brain. <laughs> totally. And so I was like, okay, finish all of Med first and then go back to OG. So I think that about season three or so... And that happens to be, I remembered the conversation. I was going to see if you said the same thing that I remembered. The first thing that you said to me when you started talking to me about how far you had gotten and everything, you had a certain favorite that you liked at that point that almost got you disowned. Would you like to share that with Adrian? <laughs> Should we put it out there for everybody for public consumption? <laughs> Oh, there's a bunch of them that I'm sure that you guys don't like. I can't think of off the top of my head, which one? Was it just Sandy? Was it? No, she's currently a bosun. Oh, Malia. <laughs> that was because I was like, oh, like I get it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Girl she... in a man's world kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We live the life, Adrian. We know. Yeah. So it's, uh, I had to give her a little bit of benefit of the doubt. But then when I got to five, I was like, screw you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, that's my baby that's my <laughs> but <laughs> at the time yeah I was like oh girl power I you know Spice Girls is very my time so I was like I'm, I'm about it but and I think that's why I have a little bit of a connection to Sandy too because I want to give her the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. woman in a man's world but yeah, yeah they uh <laughs> They definitely, as Lee would say, it screwed the pooch. (laughs) Well, here's the difference though, between Sandy and Malia, in my personal opinion, not only in what we see on the show, but also what I know of them interpersonally working in the industry is Sandy does and says some dumb things sometimes, but she's not a malicious person. No, she genuinely cares about the auto industry. She really does like mentoring people. She obviously has favorites and that is a little bit disheartening at times, but I feel like she really does want people to succeed in the yachting industry and do well. And she wants to see people thrive. Some people, the difference between her and Malia being that I feel like Malia is self-serving. I don't, you know, we've seen a softer side of her this season, which I think is a total backwards way to do it. I think that they are really trying to soften her image because they want her to be likable so that people still watch till the end of the season, which hasn't exactly worked, but you still get from everything else that you've seen of her social climbing and everything else. You can tell that she's just, I get that she's trying to advance in her career. There's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. And I feel like 
even though this season she has softened, if we can say it, you still see glimpses of it. She's got mean girl vibes. Yeah. And I hate to say that because I want everyone to succeed, especially women. I really want them to come into their own and beat the odds. I want to root for them. But when you can just see that nasty side, mm-hmm. it's a very, very thin veneer with her. Yeah. It's hard to unsee once you've seen it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the other part is, and Jen and I have talked about this before, is that she has absolutely no competition. She has nobody vying for her job. She has nobody standing up to her. She has nobody up until one of the last episodes where David said, I feel like you're a little condescending sometimes Yeah, in the most delicate way possible. And they had to pull it out of him like wisdom teeth. Yeah. With the exception of that one situation this season, she's had utterly no conflict. Right or any kind of issues with her team, except for some minor things here and there, which is all growing pains, really. But she's had no conflict. Yeah, there's no pushback. They all accept that she's in charge. And I think that makes for a very undramatic season, which could be good and bad. Good for the team and bad for TV. But I think that she is probably a little bit frustrated by that too, because it gets her less airtime. Sure. I think that that's why she's kind of strong arming now. (laughs) Right. She's also not that we see on screen anyway, trying to stoop anybody either. So, well, that that we know of because we know that she's with Jake now and we don't know that that didn't start on the boat. Well, that's what I said that we haven't seen. Yeah. So there's not that dynamic of her personality that we've seen in all the rest of the seasons she's been in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the only season of Below Deck that I can remember where there's no hookups at all. Right. Yeah. Which is weird. Coco and Mav is about the only thing we've gotten, and that's not even a hookup. That's just yeah. like- That's just lap dances when lap they're Lap dances and drunk makeouts. Yeah. It's not so. even PG-13 anymore. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> I did notice this week on the newest episode, I was noticing how many times they watched the girls change clothes in their room. I feel like that's been every season though. Yeah, it just seemed like it amped up more this past episode for some reason. Like every time they went to change, they were in there. They were getting bareback Courtney or bareback Katie or Malia Mm -hmm. or whatever. And it was like last season, I was so excited about, like you said, Kels, a woman power season. And then they made it the worst stereotype of women possible. Oh, absolutely. It was just heartbreaking. It was like, this is exactly why they think women can't do things, you know? (laughs) Or why they don't want them to. Right. Exactly. And that's the thing. If you're putting it out there, it kind of almost undermines to a point instead of you think finally we're breaking some glass ceilings and whatever it's actually setting us backwards because they want them to be bimboy and yeah. drunk and do hookups and change clothes in front of the camera and cat fight with each other and stuff mm-hmm. it's just i don't know i still love the show though it doesn't keep me from watching it and i know there has to be drama i just would like a better balance of it like more bad looks on the guys i guess <laughs> but not that we haven't had that though we've had that yeah. with all of the brew crew and everything else So as a chef, 
like Adrian, and you two can bond on this. Are you cued in on the meals that they serve, their plating style? Is that something that attracts you to the show? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that I could never do it. I have so much respect for you, Adrian. I will remain on land. (laughs) 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 I like my little corner of this food industry that I'm in now. And I can't imagine how high pressure it is. And it's like when I watch a cooking show and I'm eating Cheez-Its and pizza rolls on the couch. And I'm like, (laughs) who says I don't do that? I'm like, "Eh, they overcooked (laughs) that steak. I could do so much better. You know what I mean? Like, And you just look at it and I'm literally got crumbs on my stomach. Like, and so it is super intriguing to me and it it makes me want to be better. And I love watching it and I get hooked on what they do. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so disinterested in this season's food. And it's not because he's bad. Obviously people love his food. He hasn't had any sendbacks. Everybody seems to compliment him every single time, but just his style of how he goes about things and just how whiny he is. I just (laughs) can't stand it. I can't. Chef's previous, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love what you're doing there, blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't even matter what Matt is cooking. I'm not interested. Yeah. Have you ever professionally worked with somebody like him? I would say that I definitely went to school with a lot like him. A lot. And I know he's not green by any means, but that's the vibe he gives me like line cook that wanted to go to culinary school, went to culinary school. Obviously he's got the chops. His food is good. It's good food. He's worked hard, but it's just the constant need for an ego stroke is something that I saw a lot in cooking school because I went in right after high school. So I was the youngest by far. And one of the only women I was in with mostly 30, 40 and middle-aged men and the amount of claps they needed to finish a dish was just obscene. And I feel like he's on the same page. Well, I think it's interesting when you watch the show because in real yachting and real kitchens really anywhere, especially when you're in a private situation, like when you're doing two or four or 600 covers a night you're not so worried unless it's a vip or a food critic who's coming in and what their opinions are of your food yeah when you're with somebody for a week having feedback is really important and i would say the difference between what i do and what he does when the chief stew comes back with the plates i always look to see who ate what and i ask whose plate is whose because If I see that they picked all the olives out of it, then I'll make sure I don't put olives on their plate next time. Absolutely. It's really good to have feedback that way. And in general, for the stew to come in and say, you know, they seemed really excited about that. They barely talked at dinner. They seemed really happy. They said they really liked it. To have feedback like that is really important. And I very definitely work off of positive reinforcement that way. If I can tell that a guest really appreciates what I'm doing, I'm that much more likely to go above and beyond and to really do things to wow them than if I feel like they're eating for sustenance and it doesn't really matter as much what I put on the table, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It's a little bit of a different situation on a yacht for seven days versus a restaurant where they're eating for one night. That doesn't mean that I will allow myself to get sidetracked entirely 
if somebody says, oh, I didn't like that dark fish that you put on the plate. I'll just go, okay, I won't do that again. That's easy. Absolutely. Yep. Or most likely I wouldn't have done it in the first place because I don't like the dark fish either. So I wouldn't have done that, but some people might like that. I don't know who they are. I just, that's not how I would serve it. So (laughs) there's that, but watching it and watching how he kind of falls off the rails after that, and you just realize how fragile he is. It makes me wonder Actually, it doesn't make me wonder. I was going to say it makes me wonder how he's been doing this this long, but it doesn't because he said that he's walked off boats for lesser things. Exactly. So that tells me that he doesn't have the stick or the fortitude to put up with a little bit of criticism, whether it's constructive or just outright criticism. Like you have to be resilient in this situation. Ultimately, it is not my vacation. It's yours. And if you're telling me what you want and how you want it, it is my job to do that, regardless of whether it's something I would eat or not. Right. And if the food is already too salty, tears are not going to help. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. But yeah, he, and I've invoked your name a couple times, both you and your husband, Rob, this season, just because my experience with Adrian, my experience with you, my experience with Rob, none of you have that quality where you have to have a constant pat on the back. Do you get bummed a little if something you put your heart into didn't go over like you wanted to, of course, but it's never gotten you in the fetal position in the corner, begging for people to tell you how oh, great no, you are. Absolutely not. You like know? I just had a situation at work yesterday with the same thing. My client contact at my job, she's not a foodie by any means. She's a hundred pounds soaking wet, had an issue with, I made collard greens and she said they were too salty. And I've worked in healthcare for a decade and I'm like, oh, I didn't use like any salt. So and you just like take yeah. the note. Okay. I'll do better. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what you know to be true or not, you just, okay, thank you. I'll take the feedback and roll yeah. with it. I can't sit there and boohoo about it. Like she didn't like my food and she's kind of my boss. You can't do anything about it. Hopefully she's not a below deck fan. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I've said way worse about other people and got caught. So whatever. You're my kid that comes with the territory. Okay. So I was telling Adrian, you did so much prep for this show that I had to giggle because you did more prep than she and I did. When you have these lists. Yes. That's my girl. Love the list. <laughs> I invoked you in that. <laughs> yeah. So give Adrian your chef list. Who are your favorite BDM chef lists in order? Okay. And let's see where you guys fall. Okay. One has got to be Ben. Yep. I'm absolutely in love with him. I was cracking up yesterday because I was trying to remember who he reminds me of. Uh-huh. He reminds me of Spike from The Land Before Time. <laughs> He just got that dopey little look in his eye, but he sounds like Austin Powers and he has this dopey look, but he still charms the pants off these women and me included. I don't eat sushi. It's the one food I don't like. And this man makes sushi almost every episode. And I'm like, I eat that. that." And I'm like, would I really, or am I just in love with him? And Uh, he's just like I've heard you say it multiple times mom like he's the gold standard for me he is and he's the one chef that Adrian's worked with so 
Yeah. And he's your number one too, right? Eh? Oh yeah. And he's, first of all, I think what you're kind of getting around to is that he's very disarming. Like his person, uh-huh. his personality is quirky enough that you just kind of cock your head and watch for a little while and try to figure it out. But there's really not much to figure out. He's just, that's exactly who he is. Yeah. Some people I feel like I've seen on the show and then met them in person and they're not exactly who you think they are or their personalities are not exactly aligned with who they portray. Ben is exactly what you see and then some. Yeah. I mean, he's a caricature of himself and it's entertaining as hell. He's extremely talented. I would say probably the most pedigreed chef that we've had on the show too. Yeah, They really lucked out getting him season one. And he's also got the personality to back it. We've seen some other really talented chefs that just don't have the personality that matches that you want for reality TV. Exactly. He's got that it factor. He's got that oomph. Mm -hmm. And I just love a dopey person. I'm a goof. Like I am like an oddball. And Jen's daughter? No way. No, couldn't be. But (laughs) (laughs) I always thought I was the weird one in the family. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, I came by it on a little bit and (laughs) so I root for women in the industry I also root for the oddball and he's just like chef's kiss I love him yeah very cool okay number two Kiko it's gotta be Kiko he's just a doll baby you're like uh do I think his cooking skills are a hundred percent there no you know (laughs) like he's got his stuff that he knows how to do but he is just (laughs) yeah yep yeah if you can say it but he is just a cutie and I love him yeah. But would you trust him to cook for you for a week on a catamaran in the BVI? Absolutely, like, absolutely not. <laughs> you, you, oh no. You wouldn't? No. Because I would be eating the same thing over and over again. God love oh, him. Well. Like I would enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of those people that doesn't mind eating the same thing as long mm-hmm. as it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. But I think if I was on vacation... I would be like, oh, I want something else. Like cute fish stew. I want something else. Like (laughs) give me something else. Yeah, I get you. Because, and perfect example of this is Leon. He knows that his beef cheeks are a hit, right? It's one of those dishes that on every charter, I do at least one or two dishes that I know are just massive crowd pleasers or that I know I do really well. And it's a good showcase of what I do. So if I had to do six trips in six weeks over and over and over again, and I wanted to make sure I nailed at least one thing every trip, let's just say like a dinner item every trip, you might see me redoing the same one because that's what I do in real life. Because I know that it's something that will go over really well. And every now and again, the crew, I'll make them something different because they've seen it a couple of times before. If I'm on the same boat that I was on for the last month or whatever, But at the end of the day, if I know it's going to be something that's a hit, why not keep doing it? Because you're getting rave reviews about it. So he got a lot of flack for the beef cheeks. I think it was more about his personality in the beef cheeks. Absolutely. But but yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing where if I know that's why restaurants will do a menu and put crowd favorites on there because they know it's something that will sell. What would be yours, Kels? What do you think your burrata would be? Or beef cheeks? In the past, I would have said ravioli because mm-hmm. I made them religiously for like everything, and every so event. they're so freaking for... good. Thank you. I made those a lot for a long time. I don't know. I think that Hannah would probably kill me, but I'd probably soup people to death. I like to make soup. 
Yeah. I would probably just <laughs> suit the hell out of people. That's another thing you got from me. I could not be a chef, but I could be a potager. Yeah. That is my skill set. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So number three, we've got Ben and Kiko. Who's next? So three and four, I flip-flopped multiple times. I just really just don't care about them, either <laughs> of them. It's Tom and Adam. So mm -hmm. whichever you want to pick. Tom, super talented. I think that he is a great chef. He just bores me. Mm -hmm. And that's just on a personal level. I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with what he produced. I think he's hard on himself. He shouldn't be as hard on himself as he he's is. He's like I an think... angry Matt instead of a weepy Matt. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like, he's talented, but okay, get over it. Like if it's not exactly how you wanted it and they still liked it, then they still liked it. Yeah. And then Adam, he's another one. Once you get to sailing yacht, you're not there yet. Once you get to sailing yacht, Adam will be way down on your list. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. I look forward to it because I really don't like him. <laughs> I just, I liked him more than a couple others, but I just, I really don't like him. So that's yeah. fine. I don't know. He seemed like he was more in it for the relationship and the vibes and everything than he was for his job. Yeah. Yeah, he lives in a van down by the river. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And as much as I love the nomadic life, I'm very work hard, play hard. Mm -hmm. And I work way harder than I play hard, but yeah. I, like I, I, I think that work should be of the utmost importance when you're at work. And he didn't have that vibe for me. Yeah, he did me in on the onions. Oh, it was so childish. Like, get over it. Yeah. Okay, so who's next? We've got a couple more. Anastasia. Mm -hmm. I thought she was good. She just doesn't know a whole lot, but she's good. Mm -hmm. And then Matt. Mm -hmm. I really shouldn't have put him as low as, as I did. I was just very petty about it. He just, <laughs> I, I hate a piss baby. And he just is. I, I can't stand it. And then last but not least is Mila, like yeah. <laughs> she, where she belongs. Yeah. There's, there's just no reason for her to have ever been on the show. I'm sorry. There you go. I was going to ask about Adrian, but have you gotten there yet? No, I don't think she's there yet. Okay. Isn't he six? I thought he was season six. Maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you haven't seen Adrian. No, no, I haven't yet. I'm yeah. on five. No, you're coming up on him. And maybe we can have you back during OG season. Once you're done with a low deck, we can make you my nepotism regular. <laughs> Adrian, there we go. Adrian's got all of these industry people and it's like, got my kid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my kid and my Twitter friends. That's my world. So. <laughs> Anyway, so thoughts overall on this season, we're coming up to the end here. We're only going to have one more episode after this one. What are you feeling overall as a season since it's freshest in your mind compared to ours, all six seasons, where does this rank in those? I have it dead smack in the middle. I have it as my number three. Mm -hmm. It got me started on it, but it's not that exciting. And mm -hmm. I think it's because there's not the drama that I complained about for the other seasons. Right. <laughs> I, it's like <laughs> when you have it, you don't want it. But when you don't have it, you want it. And that's what I have with this season. And that's it's the thing. It's such a fine line that they have to balance because I'm the same way. I was actually very excited this season that it started off so calm and nice and everybody was kind of kumbaya. Yeah. And that was great for the first 10 or 12 episodes. But, yeah. you know, now getting into 16 it's just like okay this isn't as great as it was six episodes ago I need 
Absolutely. Something. I feel like it was probably a much needed reprieve from the previous season, mm-hmm. but it only lasted for so long. Right. It's like, I want some spice. It's just bland at this point, but it's, it's dead smack in the middle for me. All right. So if this ranks in the middle, what's your top pick for below deck med seasons? Definitely season four. Season four, I vibed with the crew the most. They were kind of getting along a little bit like this season is. Asia. Yeah. I love her. So I also made my perfect boat and she was my runner up stew because there's just so many good stews. But Mm -hmm. she was on there because I really liked four because of her. She was Mm -hmm. just really good. And also all the chef changes. I like the drama on the end that I understand, you know, I I was like, oh, I like that a lot. Our industry, we have kind of a reputation for high turnover and Mm -hmm. to see it in a different avenue, to see even a faster pace than what we go through on land. I was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, I relate to that. There's been plenty of times where I've seen staff come and go or I've come and gone I try to hold out as long as I can but it's one of those ones that can't stand the heat get out of the kitchen and find the right kitchen hopefully (laughs) or just get out period but (laughs) I I vibed with that season the most because of that yeah I enjoyed that one too and even though it didn't last I did really like her and Jack together and yeah. finding, finding out that Katie and Jack together was kind of a little too, I don't know, Eskimo sister. I don't know what the PC word <laughs> is for it. Um, it was a little weird for me, but I did think that whole storyline was cute with them It was together. very cute. Very cute. And it was drama without being mean. It was right. interesting. Yeah. So that was definitely my top. Yeah. So while you're here, you can take advantage because as much as you know that I live and breathe below deck, we have somebody who's actually been on below deck. And if you would like to ask Adrienne a question, this is your chance. Oh, absolutely. Fire away. I would love to. Have you worked with anyone from your season since? So I made the terrible judgment call to hire Kat after she filmed her season two and we spent an entire summer up in new England, right around where she's from. She's from Rhode Island and her parents live up there and I got to hang out with them and meet them. And we had an amazing summer traveling around up there. She called me. I'm certain out of desperation because nobody else would hire her after season one came out and she was actually on board with me for the premiere of season two. So that tells you the timing of this but we spent an entire summer having a blast going up and down the east coast of the u.s and it ended terribly it ended really badly unfortunately over selecticized paper towels that's the best part (laughs) (laughs) i know we had an argument over selecticized paper towels and she ran off the boat i would expect nothing less you know i I love it story (laughs) it's my favorite adrian story i love it so much if i need to cut that you tell me but (laughs) no it's fine that's so funny it makes me laugh yeah it was just the threshold that we had reached yeah Yeah. yep it was just the straw that broke the camel's back (laughs) oh goodness is the paper towel that broke the camel's back that's so funny if there was anyone you could work with again, who would you work with again? Ben. Definitely. Yay. And you better invite me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben and Dave is amazing. Oh, I love Dave, Dave. from my season yeah. was great. He's a lover. He's wonderful. I really enjoyed working with him. He's just a genuinely good person. That's awesome. He exudes light. I love him. 
Yeah. I wish we saw more of him. Yeah. Well, now everybody knows that when I refer to my chef daughter, she is real. You can <laughs> follow her. You want to give your contact info where people can find you, Kels? Yeah, you can follow my IG. It's Dark Jade Aura. That's really the only interesting thing about me. That's your modeling one. That is. That's your hottie side. Well, I don't want people to see me how I look right now. So (laughs) I'd much prefer that image, you know? (laughs) But honestly, thank you so much for doing this. I cannot tell you what it means as a mom to have your kids support you in a passion that you have and something you love. And You've always made me proud and this just like, this is icing on the cake that I would let you bake because I'm really bad at it. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, it was the turnaround. You've made me really proud with this and Uh. I was just excited to see you do something that you're so good at and that you thrive at and with somebody that you vibe with and that I admire as well. So, oh, you guys are awesome. We love you. We love each other. We love you. It's a love fest on (laughs) Gangplank Report. So thank you again for coming. And you all can check us out next week for our recap episode. If you could, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. That helps us out a lot. It gets the word out. And we will catch you next time. Thanks. Bye. 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 Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.